in Parshas Ha'azinu, the Torah says that ask your father and he shall tell you, ask your elders and they shall respond. The Gemara in Shabbat and other places uses this Pasuk to explain the reason that we listen to Devei Chachamim and make a bracha. This Shi'ur will deal with mitzvahs to Rabbanan, the source of their obligation, and in fact, how many mitzvahs are there. As I said, the Gemara in Shabbos, Tavchav Gimel, says, we make a bracha on a mitzvah to Rabbanan, Asher Kedeshanah B'mitzvah that God commanded us on this mitzvah and commanded us to do whatever the mitzvah may be. The Gemara says, Where did HaKadosh Baruch Hu command us? The, these mitzvahs that we're asking, that we're referring to, are mitzvahs to Rabbanan. The Rabbanan commanded us to do them. How can we then use the words that God commanded us to do it? And the Gemara has two answers. The first that the Torah says, Do not deviate from whatever they tell you, right or left. Although, in context, the, the Pasuk seems to be referring to the mitzvah of listening to Bezdin when it paskins, when it adjudicates a certain case. Nevertheless, the Gemara broadened the concept and explained that this idea of Lotasur applies to all mitzvahs Rabbanan. And the second opinion of the Gemara is, as we said in our parsha, She'alavicha v'yageitcha zekinecha v'yamrulach. Ask your father, your elders, and whatever they say, they will tell you. The, at first glance, most, both of these psukim might seem to be an asmachta. In other words, it's not really the meaning of the Pasuk that, that we should listen to Chachamim. Nevertheless, the Gemara thought that this was a way of attaching it to laws of the Torah, and therefore perhaps that's sufficient to use the words Asher Kuchanam Vesivanu. Interestingly enough, we could suggest a difference between the first Limud and the second Limud. Between the source of Lotasur and the source of Shalavicha, there seems to be one major difference. Lotasur seems to be a negative concept. There's no inherent mitzvah to listen to Chachamim. We are refrained from transgressing what they told us, from going against what they said. The idea of even perhaps rebellion, Merida, against Chachamim is the basic idea of listening to Rabbanan. But there's no specific idea that I should listen to them. It's I'm not allowed to disobey them. Whereas the Pasuk Sha'alavicha v'yageitcha seems to refer to a specific source that I must listen to them. The Rambam in Hilchus Brachos Perek Yud Aleph Halacha Gimel quotes or seems to paraphrase our Gemara in respect to the bracha. The Rambam there says, in Hilchus Brachas, Perak Yud Aleph, the Rambam says, Veheichan Sivanu Batorah, where were you commanded in the Torah? Shekatuv ba'ashel yamur l'cha ta'aseh. Because 
Then says in the Torah, "Shayamul lechatasad." That's the pasuk. That's the phrase that's found just before the words "lo tasur." Shayamul lechatasad, "lo tasur me'adavar." But the Rambam is very meticulous in quoting Gemaras, in quoting sources, unless he feels there is a very important reason to deviate from the text of the Gemara. And it's interesting to note here that the Rambam seems to have quoted our Gemara, but nevertheless quotes the beginning of the Pasuk rather than the phrase found in the Gemara, Lot Asur. The Taratmima on the spot there, of, on the Pasuk, Lot Asur, or better yet, the Taratmima says, the Rambam obviated the issue of whether a person could make a bracha really on the simple phrase Lotasur. Since Lotasur is a negative, a mitzvah Lotase, we have a general principle that we don't make a mitzvah bracha on a mitzvah Lotase. All the brachas are made on mitzvahs, we're talking about birchas ha mitzvah, are referring to a bracha of a positive mitzvah to do. But a mitzvah Lotase generally does not have a bracha. If the whole mitzvah of listening to Echachamim and the Gemara would be taken at face value, would be from Lotasur, it would, might be difficult to assume that we can make a bracha on Lotasur. Therefore, the Ramam quotes the beginning of the Pasuk, Asher Yomru And therefore, he puts in a positive vein, I have to listen to Hachamim. He also agrees, of course, that I'm not allowed to deviate from them. But the source of making the bracha, perhaps the Ramam felt was more appropriate to quote the Pasuk of it, perhaps he even thought that's what the Gemara meant. The Gemara meant the entire phrase. It just summarized it by saying lo tasur. But according to the Rambam, this is the source of listening to Chachamim. It's a positive source as well as an isur of lo tasur, but it's a positive ashayamul chataseh. It's well known that the Ramban and the Rambam disagree about this point. The Ramban, in Sefer HaMitzvot, Shorish Aleph, says that Lotasur refers only to the concept of Bezdin HaGadol, who paskins a case, they adjudicate a certain law, and we must follow their decision. But it is not a general statement to listen to the Rechachamim. And the Ramban asks many questions and the Ramban disagree, with the Rambam, disagrees with the Rambam vehemently, and says that according to the Rambam, it seems that listen to Chachamim in, in essence is actually fulfilling, or at least not transgressing, a mitzvah of the Torah. Whereas uh, the Ramban says that it's not true, there's a clear-cut discussion, discussion and decision, a difference between mitzvahs of the Torah and mitzvahs of Chachamim. The question, of course, would be asked, according to the Rambam, I understand that the source of making a bracha, but more than that, the source of listening to Chachamim in general is from the Pasuk of Asher Yamul But according to the Ramban, what's the source of listening to Chachamim at all? If we would really say that Lotasur is only Nasmachta, it would seem that Sha'al Avicha, the second source of the Gemara and Shabbos, the Pasuk and Arparsha, would also seem to be an Asmachta. And therefore, the question would be raised, where, what's the real source to listen to Chachamim? 
Well, my question is addressed only according to the Rambam, only according to the Ramban, whereas we thought it would be simple that according to the Rambam, the source of listening to Chachamim would be based on the Pasuk of the Torah. I'd like to point out that there are at least three different examples, three different cases where I could discuss this issue even according to the Rambam. The question would be, could there be a case where a person, in fact, is not required to fulfill the law of lo tasur or lo of um, whatever they say you should do, but nevertheless is involved in mitzvah strabana. Could there be such a situation where a person would have to listen to Chachamim without the source quoted by the Rambam, and it seems to me that there are at least three cases where we could raise the issue. One would be in the case of a blind man. A summa is a source of a machlokas or a cause of a machlokas between Rabbi Yudah and Chachamim. Rabbi Yudah thought that a summa is part of a mitzvah. Rabbi Yudah thought, obviously, a mitzvah that a summa, that a blind person cannot fulfill because of his handicap, obviously he is considered anus, he's considered under duress, that he cannot fulfill the mitzvah, and I'm not talking about that category of mitzvahs. But Rav Yudah was the, of the opinion that a summa is part of a mitzvah in general. Rav Lichtenstein once wrote a major article about the position of the summa in Ner Chanukah, in many other mitzvahs as well. It appeared in the publication of the yeshiva many years ago. And in Hadaram of the Rabbinical Council, I think it originally appeared. Whether we pass in the Krabudu Chachamim is not my issue right now. My question is according to Rav Yehuda that a blind man is chayiv in mitzvahs. From which mitzvahs is he, that a summa is part of a mitzvah, from which mitzvahs is he part of? It's possible to say that he's only part of a mitzvah's assay, but he's chayiv in mitzvah's lotasay. The fact that he's blind means perhaps that he's not required to put on film, let's say. But he certainly would not be allowed, let's say, to eat shreif. He's. Uh, He's still a Jewish person. However, Achronim pointed out that there's a strange Tosfus in Rosh Hashanah that says that a blind man is chayv in mitzvahs to Rabbanan. And Tosfus points out that there's a distinction between the mitzvahs from which a blind man is pater and the mitzvahs from which a woman is pater. Tosfus there discusses whether a woman is allowed to make a bracha on a mitzvah from which she is exempt. Famous question between Tosfus and the Rambam, an argument whether women in, may indeed make a bracha on a mitzvah from which she's pater. Now, the assumption is that a summa did make a bracha, even according to Rav Yehuda, that a summa is pater for mitzvahs, it seems from a Gemara that a blind man can make a bracha. And Tosfus suggests perhaps there's a difference because a woman who's pater from a mitzvah is pater. The bottom line is she's pater. And therefore, even if if she wants to fulfill it, it would be a question if she can make the bracha. However, a blind man, according to this Tosus in Rosh Hashanah, is chayev in mitzvah's rabbanan. Even if he would say like Rav Yehuda, 
that he's part there for mitzvahs, he nevertheless would be part chayiv mit rabbanan. And Tosfos says because otherwise he would lose all semblance of being Jewish. Whereas a woman obviously has full kedushas Israel, she is the same dignity and sanctity of being a Jew as men, she just has fewer mitzvahs. But if a blind man would be part of her mitzvahs, somehow you wouldn't tell he's Jewish at all. Now, we could infer from this Tosfus that Tosfus thinks the blind man is part of her mitzvahs, lo as well. Because if he'd be chayiv in mitzvahs, lo why would he seem to be non-Jewish? He couldn't eat treif. And if he wouldn't be allowed to eat treif, he would not be allowed to Michal Shabbos. If he would not be allowed to Michal Shabbos, he would have to make Kiddush, because of the halacha, whoever is enjoined from Malach on Shabbos must make Kiddush. For example, he must eat matzah, because he's not allowed to eat chametz. So why would he seem to be like a, like a guy? So Achronim pointed out that according to this Tosus, a blind man is parted from all mitzvahs, from mitzvahs asay and mitzvahs lot asay. The Minchas Chinuch, the Primigadim, raised the issue, of course, uh, he's still a human being, so he's certainly chayiv in the mitzvahs, like a guy would be chayiv in his mitzvahs. But he, for some reason, the, the Summa is part of even for mitzvahs asay and mitzvahs lot asay, according to this Tosfus. So, according to this Tosfus, a Summa may be part of for mitzvahs asay and mitzvahs lot asay. But nevertheless, he's chayiv in mitzvahs mit Rabbanan. Now, why would he be chayv mitzvah strabanan? According to the Rambam, the source of being chayv mitzvah strabanan is asher yamul chataseh lota sumenat devar shegiru lichaminu small. But if he's parted from that mitzvah, if the suma is parted from lavim, so why is he chayv in mitzvahs at all? How could it be midrabanan? He's chayv in mitzvahs. Of course, ultimately, this question might not prove anything because. We may paskin, probably do paskin, not like Rabbi Yehuda, and we paskin the Summa's Chayvim Mitzvah, therefore the whole question is only theoretically according to Rabbi Yehuda, and we don't pass like Rabbi Yehuda. The same question could be asked, however, in, to another persona, namely, a katan. A katan is part of a mitzvah. there is a mitzvah called chinuch. The mitzvah of chinuch means that a child practices mitzvahs. The Gemara in Sukkah explains that there is a certain age, and the age is not biological, the age is based on comprehension and relates to individual mitzvahs. In other words, a child who is prepared for it to a certain extent is chayv in this particular mitzvah, a child is chayv in another extent, is involved in another mitzvah. So, for example, the Gemara says, Katan A cotton, and a miner, who knows how to shake a lulav properly, is required to take a lulav. Now, there's a, another machlokas between, between Rashi and Tosus. The Ran and the Ramban also argue as to the nature of the obligation of Chinuch. Does it mean that the father is obligated to see to it that the child fulfills these mitzvahs. The child himself is not obligated at all. The child is below by mitzvah, and therefore we're not addressing him at all. We're telling the father that you should try to see to it that your child does A, B, C, D. However, it's possible to argue. As I said, it's a machlokas, Rashi, Tosas, Ramban, and Ran. 
it's possible to argue and say that the katan is chayev the rabbana. It's not just an obligation of the father to see to it that the child does something. But the, the phrase of the Gemara, katan might imply that the child who knows how to do it, how to shake a little properly, is already chayev. Not that the father is obligated to see to it that he does this mitzvah. But the child is chayev. If that case be true, we would have the same question. A child is not chayev in mitzvahs, according to biblical law. According to biblical law, he's not chayev in any mitzvahs before he's by mitzvah. Mitzvahs say or mitzvahs lotasei, whether they be negative or positive. Therefore, we would ask, why is a child chayev in mitzvahs drabanan? How could it be that midrabanan, he's chayev in, in the mitzvah of chinuch, chachamim have no power over him? This question also might imply that there is a source, even according to the Rambam, of fulfilling mitzvahs, even with mitzvahs drabanan, even without lotasur. Of course, this would depend upon the Rambam's position in that particular machlokas. Does the Rambam indeed paskin that a child is mechuyav or the father's mechuyav? If the father's mechuyav, then I have no question at all. If the Rambam paskins the child is mechuyav, then the same issue would arise. There is a very interesting difference in the Rambam between certain mitzvahs, and so it does seem that the Rambam in certain cases thinks that the child is mechuyev, whereas in other cases it seems the father is mechuyev. We're not going to go into that issue right now, as that's really a question of chinuch. My question is really, is it possible to say that a child is chayev, even though he is not enjoined in the Easter of Lotasur, he's not required to listen, but nevertheless, we think that he's chayiv in mitzvahs, that Rabbanan have the right to be mechayivim in certain mitzvahs. The third example is a case of a non-Jew. A non-Jew is obviously required to do seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach. Now, we know, and we can enumerate the seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach. Suffice it to say that Lot Asur is certainly not one of them. It doesn't say in the Torah, Lotasur, it's not count to, to non-Jews, and it's not counted as one of the seven mitzvahs that relate to non-Jews. Therefore, we would have to question, is a non-Jew, or is it possible that a non-Jew would have to listen to Chachamim? The issue is a long and complicated one, but I will limit myself to one or two issues that are found in the Rambam himself. The Rambam in Hilchos Nachalos, in the laws of inheritance, the Rambam says that the law is that a father and son mutually inherit each other. However, this law does not apply to a ger. Even though there is a concept of Yerusha for a non-Jew as well, a, a non-Jew would inherit his father, according to the Rambam, according to biblical law, but a, a convert, a ger, does not inherit his father at all. And that's for a simple reason. Once the ger converts, Gershon is Gayer Kekadon Shanolat, 
the gear that converts is, af- is actually considered as a cotton, as a child without any relatives. He was just born without relatives. And therefore, according to biblical law, he doesn't inherit his father. However, the Ramam says, Midivrayem tiknulo. There is a Takanat Rabbanan. The Rabbanan enacted a certain law that Midrabbanan, a child, a, a ger, would inherit his father. But then the Ramam adds his own opinion. Whenever the Ram says Yerayali, it means it's his opinion, but it seems that he has no particular source for it. That one may stipulate to abrogate this Yerusha. Now normally, the Ram Paskins, that you cannot make it Tanai, you cannot stipulate to uproot laws of inheritance. However, in this particular case, Vinanju, who would stipulate that his son, the convert, not inherit him, that stipulation would be binding. And the reason for that is because the Ramam says, Since a Nanju is not required to listen to the Takanot, to the enactments of Chachamim, it seems that the Ramam really thinks that a guy who as I said, we would assume is Pater from Lotasur, is not involved in the law of Lotasur. The Ramam says here fairly clearly, he does not have to listen to Chachamim. However, the Rambam in another place, the Rambam in Hilchas Isurei Bia, in the laws of forbidden relationships, the Rambam there some, somehow has a different take on this. The Rambam says, in Hilchas Isurei Bia, they made a law that there is an Isur of Yichud. An Isur of a man and a woman who are not married, not related, of being together in seclusion. And the Rambam says there is a Gzeira al Yichud Penuya. The Gezeira is on the Yichud of a single woman. And the Ramam says, Al-Kutit. The simple explanation would be the, a non-Jewish woman. And then the Ramam says, Kol ha-mityachedim isha, she-asul ityachedim ha-bein isha, bein Yisraelit, bein Kutit, makim et shneim makat mardut. Ha-ish va-isha. If someone transgresses this law of Yichud, whether it be a nun, a man with a non-Jew, Jewish woman or a Jewish woman, they both receive lashes, makos. Both of them. In the tour, it only says makim oto. It only says that he gets makos. But the Rambam says they both get makos. It seems from this Rambam that the non-Jewish woman would also be receive makos for transgressing the law of the rabbis. The Ragachever, Rav Yosef Rosen, the great genius of Davinsk, pointed out a number of places in the Rambam where this issue can be raised. And it was inconclusive in his mind what the Rambam really thought. Does 
the law of the laws of Rabbanan apply to Goyim as well, to non-Jews. I could suggest that the law that according to the Rambam, the laws of Rabbanan do not apply to Goyim, to non-Jews at all, but somehow the Rambam thinks it takes two to tango, and if the man would receive Makos, the woman who is somehow instrumental in the same Avera, even though the Avera really isn't hers, but yet she is part and parcel of the Avera because of of being considered a stumbling block, considered part of the Avera, she would get her own Makos as well. But the, this issue can be raised in general. Can uh, we say that a person who is enjoined from Lotasur, who is not enjoined from Lotasur, a person who is not involved in the Easter of Lotasur, be involved in Mitzvah's Rabbanon? So we mentioned three types of cases. A Suma, cotton, and a guy. And the truth is, it was un- inconclusive that there was any case that everybody would agree that the person would be Mukhiv Midrabanan. Nevertheless, there are people who think so in each individual case. Tosus in the case of Suma. If we would learn like Tosus and assume that a cotton is Chayiv Midrabanan, even though he is in, not involved in Lotasur, and if we would learn, like the Ramam seems to say, that a guy is chayiv in Mitzvah Then we would have to find a source that a, you must listen to Chachamim without the specific statement of Lotasur. A number of Achronim have raised this issue. Rav Gustman, in his Sefer in Bav Metziah, raised this issue. But I'll refer to the words of Reb Shlomo Zalman, which are printed in the introduction to a book called Birchas Avos, of his nephew. Reb Shlomo Zalman talks about the fact that the, the fact that the Torah wants us to listen to Chachamim, that is obviously in God's wishes that a person should listen to Chachamim, that itself is the source of listening to Chachamim. It's the right thing to do. It need not be a specific sentence in the Torah either here or there it's sufficient to say that God wants this to be done and according to him this could be the source of Mitzvah Rabbanan according to the Ramban and I just pointed out that even according to the Rambam this might be true as well we pointed out that there is an obligation to listen to Chachamim, we quoted the Gemara in Shabbos we quoted the Rambam, who differentiated a little, differed a little from the Gemara and Shabbos, and at the end, we quoted a source of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, that in general, there is an obligation to listen to the mitzvahs of Chachamim. When we talk about the laws of Chachamim, obviously, there are two different types of laws. There's positive mitzvahs, mitzvahs drabanan, and there's isurim drabanan. There's laws of forbidden things. Let's talk for a minute about the mitzvahs drabanan, because we raised the issue about making the bracha on a mitzvah drabanan. How many mitzvahs Rabbanan are there indeed? The Rambam, who was very meticulous about counting mitzvahs, the Rambam in a number of places pointed out how many mitzvahs there are. In fact, besides the, the famous Sefer mitzvahs, the, the book that the Rambam wrote, which is basically a listing and the methodology of listing the mitzvahs, Besides that, we know the Rambam has a list 
which is called by some people the Minyan HaMitzvah HaKatsar, the brief list of mitzvahs in the beginning of Mishnah Torah. But the Rambam has another idea that before every section in the Mishnah Torah, the Rambam lists off how many mitzvahs he will discuss in this particular mitzvah. In the introduction to the Sefer HaMitzvahs, there is a another section called Minyan HaMitzvahs Al-Seder Hilchas HaRambam. The list of mitzvahs according to the list of the order of the Rambam in Mishnah Torah. And there, the Ram, there it says that the mitzvahs chachamim we have to listen to shenema lotasur. And he quotes the Gemara here, not the Pasuk that he quoted in Hilchas Brachos, but he quotes Lotasur. Then the Rambam says, Harei lo amru The Rambam says there are certain mitzvahs that we were told to do. And he said, for example, there are certain mitzvahs there are certain mitzvahs that the Chachamim, the Nevi'im, established, and they've been widespread in Israel. Kagon, and the Ram gives a number of examples. Mikra Megillah, Ner Ta'anit, Tish'a Ba'av, Eruvin V'yadayim. The Ramam gives a mitzvah of Megillah, the second Ner third Tishabav, four Eruvin, and five Netiyas Yadayim. Now, the Rambam did not say the number. Usually he says, and there are five mitzvahs, and there are four mitzvahs, and there are three mitzvahs. The Rambam here just said there are a few mitzvahs to Rabbanon, and he gave some examples. Now, it's interesting that the Rambam, A, does not have a number, and secondly, one might think the Rambam was referring only to mitzvahs for which you make a specific bracha. And they would certainly include Megillah, Chanukah, Eruvin, and Yadayim. For each, in each case, we make a bracha. But the Ram also included Tishabav. And the laws of Tishabav have no specific bracha of a birchas mitzvah that a person makes on Tishabav. So the Rambam here has a list of mitzvahs de Rabbanan without enumerating a number. And he just says there are certain mitzvahs de Rabbanan you have to do. The Lubavitcher Rebbe, Menachem Mendel Schneerson, has postulated that the Rambam, although he was extremely meticulous about enumerating mitzvahs, nevertheless felt it important not to give a number for Mrs. Rabbanan. Although there are some people who do enumerate seven mitzvahs Rabbanan, how they come to the number and which mitzvahs they count and which don't they count is an issue by itself. But the Rambam, in no place, hints at a number. And the Rebbe explained that by definition we cannot make a finite number for mitzvahs Rabbanan. Since the mitzvahs of the Torah are eternal, therefore they were given in a finite form. 613 mitzvahs were given to Moshe, which are eternal, which will never, which existed from the beginning of the Torah and continue till the end of time. But the Mitzvah's Rabbanan, by definition, can be added by Chachamim when necessary. And 
we would have to discuss in another shiur whether they can be abrogated when necessary. A mitzvah of the Torah, by definition, cannot be begun after the Torah was given and not can end before the end of time. Therefore, the finite number of mitzvahs, the exact number of mitzvahs, can be given to mitzvahs of the Torah. Mitzvahs to Rabbanan are based on what Rabbanan say. Whether it's based on Lotasur or Shalavicha or general, the, what we call the Ratzonah Torah, God's wishes, is irrelevant. The idea being that the mitzvahs of the, of the Rabbanan will, are instituted by Rabbanan and definitely do not have a specific number either in the beginning or in the end. We must listen to Chachamim either because of reason of the Psukim or because of Ratzonah Torah. But whatever Chachamim say is our responsibility to listen to.